My daughter away. is away. She's about to, she's do, about to do what she's about to do. And she's about to show what the girls should have did. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host, Zakia, and these are the facts of my life. So this is my second time recording this episode because I didn't like the first one. I felt like I was doing a lot and yeah, so we scratching that. So starting off, I want to first say happy Black History Month to all my black people, African Americans, Haitians, uh, Jamaicans, West Indians, Moors, all that. Happy Black History Month to you. Um, and also, since it's Black History Month, Black Panther is coming out this month in a couple weeks. So what I decided to do is Facts of Life is doing a giveaway. Yay! So, let me tell you what the giveaway is going to consist of. If, and sorry, this giveaway is for people that are in like the New Haven, Connecticut area. So, yeah, we'll be doing other give. I always say we, because <laughs> I feel like it's me but it's also the podcast. So it's like we're working together even though I'm doing the podcast by myself. So let me go over the rules for the giveaway. Excuse me. So rule number one is going to be you must be subscribed following the podcast either on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. And you need to send me a screenshot of you being subscribed or following the podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please be please request to be added to the facts of life group if you're already on the group you can add somebody to the group tell me your favorite episode listen to the february 14th episode of facts of life to hear me announce the winner and you have until february 11th to enter to win these tickets you can share this post for or share this podcast show for anybody that may be interested. You can share the post on Facebook for anybody you think that may be interested. Okay? Okay, that's the giveaway. That's what we're doing in 2018. Alright? So, one of the things that I also wanted to talk about before we get into the regular degulish schmegula is I want people to stop coming in my inbox talking nonsense or stop calling me talking nonsense it's like people need to realize that I'm doing this show by myself and I am not receiving help from somebody I don't have an assistant I don't have a co-host I don't have a team a marketing team behind me like I'm doing this by myself I'm figuring it out by myself I'm studying I'm researching I'm not doing nothing you know to I'm not just sitting back and doing nothing when it comes to this podcast and I feel like a lot of people think that I am and the people that I think that I am is I feel like you're you're not even offering help it's like you're just offering not even bad advice but it's just like I don't understand why you're talking to me about something that I should be doing when you're not even reposting my shit 
or listening to my shit or nothing. Like, you're not doing anything to contribute to what I got going on. So for you to come in my inbox telling me what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, or whatever the case is, asking me a bunch of questions, it's like, no, you don't get the right to do that because you... Don't help me to do nothing. And it's like, I'm not bashing anybody, but it's like, it's very frustrating when you're doing something on your own and people are, I don't even want to use the word attack, but it's like, they're just coming at you like with nonsense. And it's like, I'm always open to constructive criticism, excuse me, and suggestions, but it's like, you got to find a way to do it. And it's like, you can't come in my inbox telling me what to do. And it's like, you don't even listen to my shit or repost my shit or nothing. Like, you're not even doing anything to help me be the best version that I could be of myself. And that's why it's like, I'm doing it on my own. Because, one, I couldn't find anybody that was reliable and consistent that would want to do it with me. So I did it by myself. And, you know, I'm going to figure it out by myself. And that's just what it's going to be. So it's like, keep your comments to yourself if you don't want to help me and it's like if you feel like if you you think about coming in my inbox saying something please stop and think about what you're gonna say before you say it and ask yourself am I gonna help Zakia if the answer is no delete your text message and don't ask me the question or whatever you're about to do the answer is if the answer is no that means no don't come in Zakia's inbox saying nothing right Alright, so moving on to living my best entire life. Uh, So, I know I stated, like, one of the opening episodes of this year, one of the episodes from the beginning of this year. Wow, the year is kind of going by fast, even though I said January is taking so long. It's already February. It's crazy. So, one of the things that... I said I was going to do or not do is I wouldn't be going out as much unless, you know, it involves me networking or bringing my show to the next level or learning something or, you know, if it doesn't benefit me in those type of ways, like I really don't want to go or, you know, the only time I really want to go is if it's we're celebrating a milestone in your life, like your birthday, graduation, baby, whatever the case is, like, then those are the only real times that I'm probably, probably going to be going out, um, because I don't need to be spending extra money, and as, and then the party that I went to a couple weeks ago was just, like, I was over it after a couple hours, you know, like, I was just ready to go home, because it's, like, why the hell am I here? Like, what am I doing here? Um, I'm not really getting drunk. And it's like, what's the point? You know, at this point, like, I'm just trying to figure out. I just want to do things and have people in my life that are adding value to my life. So if you cannot contribute these things or help me in any way, then I don't need to be a part of it. And that's just what it is. Like, I just have no real desire to really go out and party like I once did. Um, But I did go to the Super Bowl party on Sunday. Um, That's not really a party. Whatever. Uh, 
I get I wasn't really boycotting the NFL because I don't watch sports, but so it, it like doesn't make a difference to me, you know, like I don't watch it. So it's like I kind of was boycotting the whole season because I don't watch it. Um, but I did go to um, Super Bowl party and it was nice. I mean, it was only three of us there. It was cool. Went to Kyle Jerry's house and he's from the Life As I See It podcast. So I only stayed until after this uh, halftime. I was about to say after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Duh. Um, but I only stayed up until halftime and Justin Timberlake performed and I thought the performance was overall good. I thought he started off a little mediocre um, with his new stuff from his new album, which nobody's really checking for. I may listen to it. I don't know. But it's like, it's not something that I was looking forward to. Like, oh my God, a Justin Timberlake album. Like, no, wasn't looking forward to that. So... What I'm going to do is not do that. <laughs> I think that I'm at work for some weird reason. So what? So yeah, the performance is overall good. I really love that performers like Justin Timberlake, like Beyonce, like Bruno Mars, like it's on the tip of my tongue, like Gina Jackson, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they always have dancers, and my thing, like, because I danced in elementary school, middle school, high school, like, my attention always goes to the dancers, so it was like, his dancers was lit as hell. Oh, yeah, Chris Brown is one of them. He got some ill-ass dancers, too. Um, but my attention, like, always goes to the dancers for some weird reason. I, I wonder if I'm the only person that does this, but... Uh, yeah, it's like, I just want to see them dance. Like, I want to see Beyonce or whoever perform, but it's like, I'm like, yo, the dancers be killing it. Like, they just be killing it. It just be so fucking ill. Like, you did that. Whoever the performer is, you did that with picking them people. Like, to put on a show for your shit. Like, and I, I don't think a lot of people appreciate, like, the art that goes behind performances because... Another thing that I love is the transitions. Like, Justin Timberlake, he has some really good transitions. Like, that shit was ill. And I and I think about these type of things because, like, obviously we have mixes for dances. So it was like, if the transition was off, like, whether, you know, the music or us dancing to the next transition, like, our dancing transition was off, like, the whole performance is going to be off. So it's like, those are little things that I pay attention to and... Not everybody, not every per person pays attention to that shit. So, yeah, that's what I did this weekend. And also, I worked, I went to a Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> on Friday. Like, I really haven't been doing much of anything. It's not really exciting. I guess I'm not really living my best life because, like, I'm being, well, I guess I am. But it's like, I'm living my best life, a boring best life. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, next, moving on. We are moving on to the, I guess this could be the Facts of Life chat. Um, so, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today that happened over the week in the Facts of Life Facebook chat is I posed a question about um, black people working in criminal justice 
And the question was, do you do black people belong in the criminal justice system? Examples are police officers, lawyers, correctional officers, why or why not? So this I thought of this question because I was reading an article in Essence magazine. I think it was from this month and I was reading the article and basically this black lady, she is a lawyer and she is working on a board to help children in like elementary school, grade school, whatever, uh, help them like with their behavioral problems because, and I don't have the name of the article and I don't, and I, this is bad journalism, whatever, I'm not a journalist. So I don't have the name of the article, but, or the lady's name. But the basis of it was she was trying to help these kids in elementary school not get suspended from school because the more kids get suspended from school, the more likely they are to end up in jail. So she was basically coming up with a program or some type of law to not suspend. I think it was like a certain grade, too, as well, that they went up to. It wasn't middle school or high school kids, which I feel like... They should do that for high school as well. Like, we need to find other ways to help children if they're having behavioral problems besides suspending them. Because, like, I was a kid that was always getting suspended in middle school, kind of in high school. But, you know, fortunately, my mother put me in therapy um, to help with, one, my mourning of my father and... I guess it kind of sometimes helped with my behavioral problems, kind of. But, I mean, fortunately, my, I, for, I was fortunate to not end up in jail because of my mom. I never ended up in jail. So, yeah, that was what the article was about. And I thought of the question because she was saying that she was the only black lawyer or person on the board to help with this problem and I just thought it was interesting because I believe I don't agree with black people being in criminal justice and I don't I think black people should be lawyers um if you know obviously they're doing the right thing but I think they should be lawyers because they should educate black people, African Americans, on the law and their rights. Because not everybody, and I guess it's, it says that we're freaking lazy, but not everybody knows the law and knows the law well and knows their rights. So I agree with black people being lawyers. What I do not agree with is black people being police officers and correctional officers. So... I asked the question, and only a couple people answered, but me and one other person ended up going back and forth about this question. So the first person answered, yes, we do. Sorry, this is Tiffany. Yes, we do. It's the only way to level the playing field. So my response was, how do we level the playing field when the playing field was not meant for us to play? And Tiffany said, having someone who looks like looks like us in some cases helps more than harms. So my thoughts on that are, 
No. It doesn't help 90% of the time because, one, there's still police brutality going on. That's one. Two, and this is for black, white, Spanish, orange, yellow, or any type of police officer. They abuse their power as police officers. So I don't feel like that's helping us. Um, and then black people, like when they get any bit of little authority, it's like they abuse it. And it's like they just don't know how to act or... You know, they don't know how to suppress whatever issues they got going on in their whole entire, in their life. They don't know how to not bring it to work, you know, like sometimes, sometimes, okay? So, Shaquana said, I really don't like the comment, black people don't belong. We belong any and everywhere. How are we supposed to grow if we hold ourselves back? So, first my first response to that is, how are we supposed to grow? She said, how are we supposed to grow if we hold ourselves back? We're supposed to grow by doing research and looking things up and studying our culture and our history, which a lot of black people don't fucking do. So you being a police officer or not being a police officer is not holding you back from anything. A lot of black people don't even know shit, the real black history before slavery. Like a lot of y'all don't. And that's why y'all feel the way that y'all feel about black people being cops. Because it's like, oh, well, we're taking back what we own by being cops. Like, no, that's not how it works. We need to, one research stick together and be consistent and if we were then we could take shit back but by being a police officer one that's not the only way how we can grow and hold and elevate as a community like no so no I don't agree with that and sorry so she said how are we supposed to grow if we have hold ourselves back thinking we can't do something because of the color of our skin and I'm not saying, like, you know, because we're black, we can't, like, we're not capable of doing this job or physically capable, whatever the case is. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that I don't believe black people should be working for a system that is against us. And if you believe, if you don't believe it, you need to believe it, that this system was not this criminal justice system, the laws, the government was not made to include black people, hence fucking slavery. So you know what happened after slavery? Like, you know, in slavery, they had overseers to make sure that the slaves were doing a job. <laughs> and you know what police officers are? The new motherfucking overseers to make sure we they, they keep us in check. So it's like, would you want your fellow slave to be an overseer overseeing you and I know there was some slaves doing that some uncle times doing that shit but it's like do you respect did you respect those people do, did those slaves respect those people no y'all watch Django right yes exactly so it's like they didn't fuck with Sam the whoever um Samuel L. Jackson played they didn't fuck with him because the nigga was kissing the white man's ass and that's exactly how I feel that a lot of police black police officers are doing it's like you're kissing ass like 
why else do you want to become a cop? Oh, so I could protect and serve my community. And how are you doing that? How are you doing that? Because, and one, and I put a posted an article in the group as well. It was about four police officers, or I think it was like six police, four to six police officers, black police officers, in the Baltimore. Maryland area and these police officers planted guns to frame other black kids and it's like I don't understand how you could defend something like that and that doesn't mean again that doesn't mean that all police officers are doing it but a lot of them are so it's like how can I respect that how can I respect you as a black person and you doing you supposed to be on my team you supposed to be fucking with me but yeah you over here fucking with these niggas planting guns so that somebody that could look like your son could be arrested how can I respect you I can't respect that shit and it's like I'm sorry but I do not respect that shit and I don't care what nobody gotta say so and I also said that Correctional, I brought up the point about correctional officers, and I brought up the Khalif Browder story. So I brought up the Khalif Browder story because I watched this documentary back in 2017, which was last year. And it's like, I could not even, I I still have one episode left of this shit. And I could not even finish because... It was just so fucking sad. Like, this man, Khalif Browder, he spent three years on Rikers Rikers Island without being convicted of a crime. That's number one. That's number one, okay? We over here at number one. He spent three years without being convicted of a motherfucking crime. And while he was there on Rikers Island... and. And he's not the only one. He's not the only one. You know, he's not the only one that's on Rutgers Island that hasn't been convicted of a crime. So it's like police officers, and I'm saying police officers in general, that means black, white, orange, Spanish, whatever, are picking up innocent people or profiling black men, you know, because they fit the description. And it's like... How can you respect that shit? I don't fuck with cops, you know? So it's like, how can you respect that shit? So he was arrested at the age of 16. And it was like, he spent three years in there. He was being abused by the correctional officers. He was being abused by the inmates. Correctional officers that looked like him and inmates that look like him and it's like if you watch this documentary you will see like these people these inmates are like animals and it's like I don't want to I don't hope that's not being offensive but it's like I'm saying animals because it's like they're being put in a cage you know like and they're expected and it's like the criminal justice system the laws expect them to be 
um, normal people, but it's like, how can I be a normal person when you're stripping me of my basic human rights? You ain't even giving me good food. You're treating me like shit. It's like, how do you expect me to act if you're treating me like shit? And it's like, a lot of correctional officers are doing this. And they get that badge and they start acting crazy. So, long story short, with the Khalid Browder thing, when he was released from jail, he, excuse me, let, let's go back, sorry, because num- this is number two. <laughs> he was being abused while he was in jail, and he was being beaten, he was in solitary confinement for long periods of time, nobody was doing mental psyche val- sorry, psych evaluations on him, so he was trying to kill himself while he was in jail, and it's like, you sat there as a correctional officer, and you allowed this to happen, you never stepped in and said anything, as a black correctional officer, you never stepped in and said anything like, oh, you know, I don't think this is right, or you know, when it came to other correctional officers, and you didn't step in and say anything when he was getting abused by other inmates, which I'm sure is happening to other people. And it's like, I was listening to a podcast, and the podcast was um, Trapping Anonymous, and he had a correctional officer on there. And he asked him about the Khalif Browder story, and long story short, the correctional officer said basically that Khalif deserved what happened to him in jail, which then led to his suicide. So you mean to tell me black people should be correctional officers? You th- you mean to tell me I should respect something like that? I should agree with something like that? And I'm sure he's not the only black correctional officer that felt that way about him or, you know, didn't speak up and say nothing. Like, that's fucked up to me. And it's like, don't tell me that we need to level the playing field. How we level in the playing field by doing shit like that or saying shit like that? Please tell me how we level in the playing field. Please tell me how we are going to grow when there's black correctional officers and black police officers condoning this type of shit and not speaking up and saying anything when this type of shit is happening. Please tell me. And I just want to know. I just want y'all to read the facts. And this is just one of many stories and it was another story I um saw on Twitter it was a while ago I can't even I wish I could find it I would have to like dig deep in my likes but basically I don't know if this boy died but he was basically being harassed by police officers I don't know if they was black white whatever but they were trying to date his mom and he was like they were just taunting him and he eventually they wrongfully arrested him you know, for no fucking reason, he was Spanish, but it's like, I mean, Spanish people are black, whatever. So it was like, why are police officers doing shit like that? And they're doing shit like that because, one, they're fucked up people. And two, they don't have anything else to do with their lives. Like, they have nothing else to live for. This was their last resort, being a police officer. This is what's going to make their family proud because they're protecting and serving their community. Hell, nigga. How you protecting and serving your community when you are part of the fucking problem? Please tell me. And it's like, nobody don't got an answer. (laughs) Nobody don't got an answer for that shit, you know? And... 
that's another reason. Well, that was uh, that was supposed to be two, three. Khalif Browder was so like mentally ill. You know, he couldn't take it. He could. He was hearing voices and shit, and he couldn't take it. So he ended up killing himself. And you mean to tell me I need to that black people belong in this type of system? You mean to tell me that? No, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. And you know what I did? Because a lot of people like to say, oh, it's not all it's not all white people. It's not all police officers. Okay. So you know what I did? I Googled. Black police officers speaking against police brutality. And I was able to find three articles. And if you're able to find more, please let me know. Um, But I was able to find three articles. And I'm not even... So the first article I found was called A Black Police Officer's Perspective. This was from July 8th of 2016. And this journalist, he interviewed about four or five cops. Um... And basically, they were, I feel like they were contradicting themselves throughout the whole interview. Second uh, article I found was from 2010. And this is titled, Black Police Officer Talks Police Brutality, Racism in Interview. And this journalist was asking this police officer about the whole Sean Bell thing and the settlement and stuff. And he was very dismissive, um, which I did not like. I didn't read the whole thing, but that kind of turned me off. Next one I found, this is the last one that I found, was from July 7th of 2016. So you mean to tell me it's only seven cops Seven, eight cops, whatever, I I can't do math. Seven, eight cops, black cops that are speaking out against police brutality. And you mean it, and you want me to believe that not all black police officers are bad? They not, but they damn sure ain't speaking out against the ones that are, or the white cops that are, the Spanish cops that are, the Italian cops that are. They, sh- they damn sure ain't doing that shit. So if you could find something to support the reason why you don't fuck, I mean, the reason why you fuck with black police officers or you agree with black police officers protecting and serving our community when they not even doing that. You know, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? If if you're not with me, then you fucking against me. You know, like, that's just how I feel because loyalty means everything to me. So it's like, if you can't be loyal to me, then who the fuck you... So you being loyal to the white niggas? Why? Because they give you a paycheck every week? Or every other week? Or whatever the case is? And I also feel like a lot of... A lot of cops... Excuse me. I feel like they're also... In real life, if they didn't have a gun, they would be punks. Like, they're probably, they're probably the ones that are always getting beat up on the playground. So it's like, this is a way to take back the power that they don't have and reverse it and abuse other people because they were abused. And a lot of them are scared, especially, like, of black people. They're scared of black people. And 
I don't I don't see about I don't hear about a lot of black cops killing other black people, but I hear about a lot of black cops being dirty cops. <laughs> and how is that protecting and serving our community? You know, how are you protecting and serving our community? And I'll and this is not like a cop example, but this guy that worked at my high school that I did not fuck with. It was like, he did not like me. And I don't know why he didn't like me. I have no fucking idea. But it was like, he always fucked with me for no reason. It was like, I compared to a lot of people, I felt like I was super quiet. I mean, I know I'm not quiet, but it was like, I wasn't doing shit, but minding my fucking business. Like, I remember he took, he took my sidekick one day and I was pissed. And it was like, why you ain't take the other ghetto kid's sidekick? Why you got to take mine? You know, like, how you how you supposed to be enforcing rules in the school, but it's like you only want to do it for the people you want to do it for or your favorites or whatever. And it's like, that's what cops be doing. Like, they only want to protect and serve people that are benefiting them or whatever the case is. Cause I don't know if them girls are sucking his dick or what. I really don't know. I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's like, they only want to protect and serve people that are benefiting them like drug dealers because they be buying drugs and there's no shade. If you want to buy drugs, buy drugs, do, do what makes you happy. But it's like, pick a side, nigga, pick a fucking side. You know, like that's all I'm saying. I want niggas to pick a side and stick stick to that side and just be that nigga. If you want to be a drug dealer, if you want to do drugs, if you want to be a crackhead, whatever, do that shit. But don't be trying to come up in my face talking about something you protecting and serving. How you protecting and serving me when you ain't even got your shit right? You know? How you protecting and serving me when, you know, you be letting niggas in the club with guns and knives and shit? Like, how you protecting and serving me, nigga? So, uh, let's see what else. More effective, and this is if we, black, we as a community, African Americans, Moors, conscious people, whatever the case is, if we were to stick together, we could police our own damn communities, and we wouldn't even need cops. But because we are so ignorant and so selfish that we can't even do that because one of the things one of my friends taught me is well yeah taught me so we was going we was at a vegetarian restaurant and this is my first time I think ever seeing Jews in Houston and I was like yo like I never seen Jews before whatever blah 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 he was telling me like yeah like they got their own communities like they got their own schools they got their own people policing patrolling the area or whatever and I'm just like wow that's crazy it's like if they could do it why can't we do it like if something goes wrong where you know somebody gets in a fight so-and-so from down the street, like, there there have been neighborhood watches. I don't even think people still do that anymore, but something like a neighborhood watch where if something happens, you call this person and they're the ones to come, you know, handle the situation without... Because, like, I know that a lot of black people, they don't want to call the cops now because they're scared of what's going to happen next. Like, is this person going to shoot me? 
is this cop going to shoot me? Because I called them because, you know, my son was having an autism episode or having whatever. And I feel like in those cases, then we need to call in people from our own community to help police these type of situations. And doesn't mean that it only has to be that type of situation, but that's just an example. So I couldn't really ex- go into de- details about this in the group because, like, I don't feel like I'm good at expressing myself verbally, not verbally, but writtenly, writing, whatever. So, yeah, um, that's all I got to say. I do. I still don't agree with people being co- police officers, black people being co- police officers and correctional officers because I feel like it's a cop-out. It's a sell-out. It's an easy way out. It's like, okay, that's just like me... Like, you don't even need real education to be a cop. All you need to do is go through the physical test, pass the written exam, because it's the same with being a firefighter. You don't need education, a real education. Like, you don't need a degree to be a firefighter or a cop. You need to pass the test. And I know that because I was... I ran one of the tests for firefighters when I was living in New Haven when I was still in college. Like, literally, they're all fucking day. And they had to take written tests. They had to do a written test, and they had to do, like, um, a, te- a, virtual te- a virtual interview or something like that, whatever. But it's not like, you know, being a cop, you they require you to have a degree. Like, no, that's not a requirement in being a cop. So... Yeah, it's an easy way out. If you can be consistent and pass your physical tests, then you're more likely to be hired, (laughs) you know? Like, it's not something that... And I think one of the things that they also need to do when they hire new cops is they need to do a psyche valve, a better psyche valve. And I know they do one, but they need to do a better one. Like, are you scared of black people? Or in a lie detect a better lie detector test, they need to ask better fucking questions. Are you scared of black people? And if they say no, and it shows up that they are, they're lying. They can't be hired. And I don't know if that's one of the questions, but it can't be hired. You know, and that's all I'm saying. That's all I gotta say because yeah, and I said what I said, I said and what it I ain't said. changing over here. And, I'm not and not. if you okay. feel okay. way pull up or shut up and I know these are only a few examples but if I could find more I will find more and we could have a a long ass discussion about this but this is just how I feel and I know lately it hasn't been like too much going on with the news and the cops and stuff but it's like I just want to talk about it because I really hope that my children don't think that this is an okay profession like I don't agree. I do not agree. Um, I would not like for my kids to be cops or be correctional officers. You want to study the law and figure out a way to help black people, then do that. If not, I ain't got nothing for you. And that's just going to be the end of that. So, again... 
Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Make sure you are subscribing on iTunes, following on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Google Play. Make sure you guys are entering to win the Facts of Life giveaway to see Black Panther. Wakanda. Make sure you guys are entering the contest. Again, the rules are going to be, one, you must be subscribed, following, or, yeah, you must be subscribed, following the podcast, either on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, send me a screenshot of this. Request to be added to the Facts of Life podcast group on Facebook if you're already in this group. You need to add someone to the group. Tell me your favorite episode of the podcast. Listen to the February 14th episode of Facts of Life to hear me announce the winner. And you have until February 11th to enter to win these tickets. Please share this podcast for anybody that may want some tickets to see Black Panther. I'm literally giving away tickets. Free tickets. I'm paying for your date night. Dinner the movie is on me. The dinner is going to have to be on you because I ain't got it like that. So, yes. Enter to win in the giveaway. Thank you guys again for listening. I appreciate you. And have a blessed rest of your week. Kill it.